0: So the name of this series is Trees, From Seed to Sawdust. We've covered many different topics so far. We've looked at sawdust. That's the
1: first cut going through there.
0: But we haven't yet looked at seed,
1: till now. What seed is that now? That's pine also. It's a different type of pine. It's inter-provenance
0: pine. I'm in Temple Nursery, just outside our County Carlow, situated on an historical site that was home to the butlers of Temple for hundreds of years.
2: They have an estate here. Okay. under uh, of their descendants, uh, Tom, still lives locally with his family. And then I suppose the Land Commission would have taken over the estate and was broken up. And I suppose the poor land was kept, we say, for forestry at the time. And then back in the early 90s, just after Quiltia was formed, they identified locations suitable for uh, increased nursery production to meet their requirements. Okay. And because the site here is so sandy... It's ideal for nursery production because okay. you've got, uh, not only do you want to heighten the trees, but you want a good root system, a good root structure okay. on the tree. So the soil here is very suitable for that. Plus we have a local supply of water for, say from the River Slaney, uh, which we would need during summer to irrigate crops.
0: This is Dermot O'Leary, nursery manager at Ballon Temple. And we begin my tour of the 130 hectare site in the seed store.
2: So this is where we collect seeds from the forest. It's brought into the seed store here. It's processed and then we store it then for sown in springtime or we'd have a seed bank where we're able to store the seed for a number of years.
0: Another Monica, Monica Murphy, is seed and veg propagation manager. She breaks down the process of seed collection.
1: You have people out collecting the seed by hand or you lay a net on the ground and the seed will naturally fall off the tree when it's ready and you collect it off the nets then. Bag it up, label it and bring it in here. September, October, along that time of the year is mostly when the collection happens so it comes in from the forest or the hedgerows, whatever the case be and um, we start processing it in here then getting it ready to either store for, for years to come when we don't have seed crops or for the current um, sowing programme which will be at the moment it, we'll be planning to sow for spring 2022
0: Seeds by their nature come all wrapped up in shells or Cones are within the flesh of berries. So seed extraction is an important step in the process. A pulping machine is used for seeds and berries.
1: We're feeding the hollyberry through the pulping machine. Each hollyberry could have a number of seeds in it, whereas you compare it to Hawthorn and it'll only have one seed. Okay. So our aim is to take the flesh off the seed, it speeds up the whole um, stratification process out in nature. The bird will eat the seed and it'll go through the bird's digestive system and the seed is ready to um, start germinating naturally. It's got the cold, it's got the heat and it's got the right environment. But a lot of um, the times out in nature, there's a lot of predators as well. So even though the seedling might come through, it may never make it to a a plant.
0: Birds are good for the propagation of trees with berries, while heat is good for trees with cones. That's where the killing comes in handy at Ballantemple Nursery. Oh, wow. my oh, God. Oh, yeah, so I can see. So this is your kiln, and, and describe what we're looking
1: at here, Monica. Uh, okay, so you're looking at Scots pine cones. They have came from our food orchard in Camolan, County Wexford. And um, we've just started to try and open up the cones. As you can see, some of them are opening quicker than others. You can see the seed with the wing attached on the tray. Yeah. And they can be in this kiln here for up to one week. And if we get a lot of them, smaller ones that may not open first time around, you put them in again, so it can be quite time-consuming. When we have them all opened up, then we put them through our tumbling machine that we're left with um, the winging seed. Then they have to go through the graving machine. We're trying to speed up things in here and, and rush through um, the whole process of opening up the cones. You'll have cones in a lot that will not open. Yeah. And you can have them running through the kiln for a week with high temperatures, but it still won't open because nature has it that way that it, it um, will hold on until the species is under threat or whatever, and then it might open in a year or two. They won't all open together.
0: That's lovely warmth now. <laughs> coming out of there. Would you open it up every now and then to get a bit of heat? <laughs> in there we fish. Would you, would you be used to the cold? I suppose the, the nature of your
1: job is... Really yeah, don't mind. Don't mind. Conifers are probably easier to break the dormancy in, which is stratify. And um, some of the minor species are much more difficult to work with. They may need, they may need a number of months, sometimes a year and a half, to break the dormancy in them. Holly, in particular, is one of the more difficult ones. You can be two years trying to break the dormancy in that, which involves cold treatment, warm treatment, and cold treatment and warm treatment. Uh, messing around with temperatures, really, to try and stimulate seed to um, wake up and grow.
0: What's most interesting about the seed store is all the different quirky specialised machines, for example, the de-winging machine. Is this is the de-winging machine. That's the is de-winging it? machine. It's massive for a de-winging machine.
1: It's just a process of kind of agitation that gets it. exactly. But there's water added to it as well. The moisture helps the um, the wing release its grip on the seed, and then the constant vibration has it um, move itself away. Yeah. And why
0: do you want to get rid of the
1: wings? Because the wings can be quite bulky, They're, for what we're doing in the nursery, the wing is no advantage. Mm-hmm. The wing is used out in nature for the seed yeah. to be dispersed okay. by the wind. So, so don't really we, don't, we don't need it, and it's, it's bulk. So our aim is to put pure seed into storage, so it is. So we store them in airtight containers in plastic bags. It has to be dried down to a moisture content of about 8%. Because mm-hmm. it get damp
0: otherwise,
1: would it? Well, it won't hold if you have high moisture in seed. Yeah. It will try and grow, so um, we we don't want that because our aim is we've got to collect seed whenever there's crops. There's not crops every year, so we could have seed in stock for many many years.
0: And that's the thing: planning ahead and storing seeds is important because this year there's a real lack of acorns.
1: Just to compare it to last year, we probably collected maybe four or five thousand Irish kilo, four or five thousand kilos of Irish acorns, and this year we have 150 in or around, that's all 150 kilos so it's very very low compared to what we want. Yeah. We had a couple of storms in early May and we had frost and as you were coming out to work you could see that the, the pollen and the flowers were, were on the ground so they were never going to get a chance to develop in seed and it really what the, the weather has a huge impact on what crop you're going to have also. So the few acorns we did get we want to try and get as high yield as possible from them so we're soaking them in the water to give them the best chance and when we dig them out of water we'll mix them in peat give them a little bit of warmth and hopefully it will bring on germination and then we'll send them down to our um, and clone and they'll be put into individual cells to grow on yeah,
0: yeah. so will that lead on now to a shortage of, of, of oak maybe down the line or what way will yeah. that go
2: germination? it will so what we saw we we'll say next spring will be due for planting, then we'll say in 2024 in two years' time. Yeah. So there'll be a challenged here in terms of a, a possible shortage of oaks. We just have to see in terms of can we buy oak in, oak plants in, or it's. Uh, I mean it's a challenge for all the nurseries. said, as Monica said, like it's a shortage of acorns year right across Europe. Yeah. So it's not just here. So uh, we just have to wait and see. Yeah, yeah. If
1: sure you do, this is where sometimes we have to pre-clean some of the seed that comes into us as well.
0: So, so that's that's just kind of getting rid of the needles. And
1: yeah, stuff? that uh, and it makes it easier. Then you're not working with as much impurities as it goes through the different um, machines here in the store. So, that can be the first job we will do when we get in um, yeah. when we get a gold corner for it. Who invented all these machines? Isn't it amazing? That machine is is very, very old. I don't know who invented (laughs) it, but um, a lot of the machines have came from Denmark. Did they? The store here is about 24 or five years old. Yeah. Okay. And um, so this is our long-term cold store. It's minus, it's running at about minus three. All those tubs there have seed in their airtight containers. Everything is labelled inside the tub, on the tub and on the pallet. Everything is traced back all the time. Traceability is a big thing here. We need to know every different seed lot from 100 grams up to 100 kilos of seed can all have different seed identities and be from different areas. So it's very important that we know what's what.
2: We have four nurseries uh, producing trees for planting out in the forest. So we've got two nurseries over in County Wicklow. We have a nursery up in Killygarden in Donegal. And then we've got Ballon's Temple here uh, in Carlow. And this would be our main nursery. So again, in total, we're probably producing between 25 to 26 million trees per year. 25 to uh, 26 million? Million trees per year, yeah. Uh, so about 75% of those would stay within creature for planting on our own forest estate. And then the, the others then we uh, would sell to external customers. We'd say forestry companies in Ireland, other forest nurseries and then we also uh, export some maybe into the UK or over to uh, Sweden or Denmark.
0: 25 to 30 different types of seeds are processed in Ballen Temple from commercial tree species like spruce to the broad leaves like oak, hazel, alder, rowan, holly and many more. In or around April time, the seeds are sown in seed beds in the fields.
2: For large seeds like oak, sycamore, beech we would sow in lines, yeah. and for the smaller seed, we use uh, a broadcast sower, okay. so the seed is sort of mixed over the, the seed bed surface. Okay. So uh, here we've got some uh, spruce seed beds we we'll look at in a minute, and some oak seed beds. So let's we'll look at the oak seed beds first, because okay. they're the nearest ones to us. Yeah. Uh, so we we'll say in nursery, you, you've got two main stages: you've got your seed bed stage, and you've got your transplant stage. Okay. So for some species we sow them in the seed beds they'll be left there uh, until they're ready for lifting and grading so for the likes of oak that we're seeing here that'll be left here for two years so these were sown in, in April and what we do is they're sown in lines the seeds are fairly big with the acorns back a few weeks ago then we would have cut the taproot on the tree
0: what's the taproot? so
2: you imagine the acorn is going to go down it's going to have a long big long root so we just sever that root we'll say in October we cut it so that, rather than next year the root going down continue, continuing to grow down it'll grow out so you get sort of a compact fibrous root system, okay. which we want to get on the trees for when they're planted out in the forest. Because ah. otherwise, we'd have a long tap root, very little fibrous roots. It would be hard for us to lift them in the nursery. Plus, the chances of them surviving or growing well out in the forest would be reduced because you've got a long sort of tap root on them. Ah. So, so
0: how do you do that then, without it disturbing just,
2: it? We've a sharp bar, which goes in under the ground. We c- we control the depth of that bar, oh. and then the tractor driver just drives along. And it cuts the root on, mm. on, the, on the oak. Yeah. So we do that with, with all the broadleaf trees.
0: Oh, but that would be happening naturally in the forest though, that they would be developing this, that tap root, not it? Naturally
2: it would. Okay. But because the trees are leaving here out into the forest, to give them the best chance, you want to get that sort of good fibre root system mm. on it. Okay. That uh, they're able to suck in say, or absorb all the moisture and nutrients when they're planted out in the forest. Okay, yeah. So this time next year, Monica, they'll hopefully be 50 to 80 centimetres tall mm. and ready for sale.
0: And you don't put anything on them or anything, do you?
2: we they'll, they'll get with uh, the fertilizer over the year to grow, get yeah. the height in them, and then they'll be sprayed for any sort of pests or mildews okay. that come on, onto them.
0: I'm surprised that they're sown so close, but that's obviously all proper and right. It but, is, yeah, yeah
2: because the challenge is if you have them too many in seedbeds, you'll have very spindly little seedlings and they won't develop correctly. And you, if you've got too few, you'll have a, sort of a big, wide root will develop, uh, which will make it harder for the trees to be planted out in the forest. Mm. So you're hoping to get the right number of seedlings per square meter that you get an optimum plant out of uh, out of the area that's that's sown.
0: Yeah, and they don't they don't mind transplanting, then, do they? These, they don't. No, plants? no. Yeah.
2: So typically, we we'll sow uh, our main sown program is done in in April, and May of each year and then we'll say for like, so spruce and fir we'll transplant those then the following year mm-hmm. so we'll start transplanting we'll say from May, June onwards right through the summer so little seeds you can imagine the summer time they're maybe that high so again we'll harden them off we'll just wrench them yeah. that just shocks them and then they're able to to take then the stress of being transplanted over the summer yeah. uh, from the seed bed out into the uh, transplant bed
0: okay you, see again you shock them you, yeah you, so like just, just kind of like Numb and like yeah. kind of just pretend like this is not happening to your tree. Tree,
2: <laughs> you imagine? It's just we get the, f- the fresh growth in the springtime when they flush out, yeah, and then they're too soft to handle. So, just to harden up a little bit, again, we we'll just we'll wrench them, which is just a bar, it goes under the root structure, yeah, it just lifts them light slightly. And that's enough, then just that fresh growth will harden up, okay. And then we'll take them out of the seed beds here and then we we'll line them out,
0: yeah. Because I, I suppose like transplanting would be a bit of a, a shock. Do you know it's kind of like us moving house do you know it is so yeah. you imagine
2: you're digging a plant up in your garden you're digging it up you're disturbing it yeah and you're moving it to another location so you want to do that without affecting the growth of the plant so we have to do that transplanting uh, program over summer months when plants are actively growing yeah. and so that's probably the most stressful time to be to be moving plants because
0: all the energy is going into their.
2: it's going yeah. and they're active and they're growing
0: It's a cold morning at the end of November when I visit Ballin Temple Nursery and I get to see the two-year-old Sitka spruce trees being lifted. That means being dug from the ground to begin their life in a forest. Lifting is done on a
2: tractor. So we've got a lifter that's attached to the back of the tractor and then there's a small trailer attached to the back of the lifter as well. So the machine is going in under the trees, in under the roots. There's a belt on it which is grasping the trees by the stem it's lifting the trees up along by the belt there's a shaker down which is knocking the soil off the roots and then the lads on the lifter they're gathering the trees into a bundle, a loose bundle and then they're transferring them back onto the trailer where the crates are and putting the trees into into the crates and once the crates crates are full they'll be then brought back into the grading shed for grading.
0: You want to get well lined up, drive straight and, and keep uh, well lined
2: up. You would, tree. you <laughs> would. You want a good tracker man on it that's keeping his eye on the jog, it's not getting distracted. Because you can very easily go, go off course and, and do damage. Yeah.
0: Uh, and it's really important, I suppose, because you don't want to be damaging the roots.
2: You don't, no. And after spending three years growing the tree to this stage. And you certainly don't want to sort of fall at the last hurdle and end up damaging the trees. You see the way there now, they're going up along the belt, yeah. Monica? You can see the shaker on them is not gonna sail off them. You see all the nice good fibrous roots on the trees. And then the lads here in the back then get them into bundles loosely, transfer them on, on the conveyor belt, and then they'll go back into the trailer here where the lads then are packing them. Oh we have the second lifter now starting to come in here as well, the second crew is coming in.
0: The planting season for Forestry begins in November and can run into May or June or even July. In Quiltia, 9,000 hectares of trees were planted last year. So this is a really busy time for them at the moment in Ballon Temple because once the trees are lifted from the field, they're brought into the store and graded. Some are immediately brought out to the forest to be planted and others are stored for a period of time.
2: So we have about 30 graders here on the grading belt who are grading the trees uh, and they're grading them based on the height and on the root colour. So generally they do that by eye do, to do it by eye like yeah, yeah. so to have a little uh, measured tape beside the desk and little gauge for the root thickness or root color thickness but once they get their eye in on it just look at the tree for a couple of seconds and they're making a decision whether it's a size one or a size two or the uh, trees so by and large they're all well experienced graders have been here for many years yeah. so they're well tuned in yeah. so again you can see the way the crates left side of the, of the belt they're taking the trees out they're separating the trees grading them into different size categories and once then have the bundle done it's up on the belt the belt then is conveyor belt is coming down, down to the end of the belt here with other people then who are putting the trees then into bags for bagging and once the trees then are put into the bags and bags they're tied, they're put into crates then they're put back into cold storage and they ready then for it to be loaded onto the trucks going out to the forest then when the orders come in we probably grade here depending on the trees they're grade in, the sizes Anyway, maybe from 180,000 to 250,000 per day. So we we'll have a look down the coaster here, Monica. Beside us, we've got two coasters here.
0: The dry weather at the moment is really benefiting the lifting of the little trees, which can only be done at this time of year when trees go into dormancy. Dormancy tests are helpful in this regard to make sure that they are
2: asleep. They will. We take little cuttings off the trees they're stored at certain temperatures for a certain period of time and then the level of uh, photosynthesis is analyzed and that'll tell you how active the, the, the trees are and that gives a bearing then in terms of are they ready for lifting and are they ready then for sort of short-term long-term cold storage so i suppose what triggers trees into dormancy is light levels and temperatures so i suppose as the water comes in daylight is getting shorter so that's triggering the trees to start to shut down and uh, I suppose then too, if you had colder temperatures they might shoot down a little, a little bit quicker but I suppose with climate change or whatever with the wilder autumns it can be a little bit slower in terms of uh, going into dormancy for us.
0: And how long will they last in that sleeping state? Like could you leave them in there for years?
2: No, so I suppose you can, hold, you can only hold back nature so long yeah. and nature will kick in. Uh, so I said if we lift it we put them in, an, in at their optimum time in January, February that's when they're fully dormant, so they could last, we'll say, into July, August. If we, if you we were to lift trees, we'll say in late March or April. At that stage, they're starting to move inside internally, the, the, the body clock is ticking on them, so they would then flush in the cold store. You can't hold that back, even if they were kept at the right temperatures and the darkness, just I suppose nature's kicked in yeah. and the plant is working away.
0: And flush, what do you
2: mean by flush? So flush, well that's the term we use in nurseries or in forestry, so in springtime, What you see is the bud will be swelling on the trees and once the bud breaks, we call that growth flushing out. So it's when the new leaves, or new stem comes from the emerging bud.
0: So fingers crossed for continued good lifting weather at Ballantemple Nursery, it'll make life much easier for the 80-strong workforce employed there. Here's an interesting fact about trees.
1: Trees can help reduce stress. Research suggests that being around trees is good for our mental and social well-being. A study conducted by the University of Illinois and the University of Hong Kong found that the denser the forest, the lower the stress. Which suggests that taking a walk down a tree-lined avenue could prove beneficial to your mental health and well-being. In Japan, forest bathing is national policy To help reduce stress in office workers,
0: Trees from Seed to Sawdust is funded by the Department of Agriculture, Food and the Marine as part of the Woodland Support Project.